This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. All right, good morning and welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. My name's Matt. And I'm Jessica. Good morning and happy new year. Happy new decade. What's happy up? Happy new year and happy 2020. The first time I wrote 2020 a couple days ago, I was just like, what? It's mm. 2020? Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. It is amazing. And this is our first time on Morning Breath since 2020. So happy new year. Yeah, we uh, recorded yesterday's, no, Friday's show. Yep. We recorded a show last Sometime, year. Sometime, yes, <laughs> exactly. And now we're here really in 2020, and it's Monday, January 6th, and we yeah. are in Luke chapter 4 today. Tell me about, I want to ask you a question. What was your favorite Christmas present? And you may be looking down at it right now. Favorite Christmas present? Oh, my Bible? <laughs> you got a new Bible from your mom. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> That's one of them. Um, yeah. I'm going to use it for morning breath this year. Yeah. But I look. I was looking at this Bible today, going, "This is my um, 2020 to 2029 decade Bible." Oh, nice! It's a really nice Bible. It's made of lambskin, thin papers from Europe. It is or like something. the softest Bible I've ever felt. It's, it's a super high quality premium Bible. Got yeah. it on sale. It costs 75 bucks, but it's like about a $150 to $200 Bible. Yeah. And you might be like, <gasps> you know, sucking wind on that, but it's a really, really nice Bible. It'll last It'll last at least 10 years. I mean, it could last 100 years, actually. It's one of those kind of Bibles. Oh, yeah. You use it quite a bit. So. Yeah. But, um, you know, a normal Bible is going to cost you any from like 20 to 40 bucks. That's mm-hmm. normal. But I needed the certain size print that I can read. (laughs) 2020, welcome. 2020, Bible, giant print, Bible, certain, all these things that I really like. But I got New King James, and that's what I'm going to be reading this year for Morning Breath. I I pick a new translation every year. I like that. And I'm switching to New King James this year. I'm I'm coming back to New King James. Uh, It's been probably four or five years since I've read that on this show. I like that you do that. You know what I've started to do? I started it last year, and I'm continuing it this year, is I try to read a devotional um, every year. And so this year I actually read two. I read one by Joyce Meyer called My Time with God, which was really good. And then I read another one by Timothy Keller, and it was like a study through the Proverbs. And so what I've done, because I will never really reread a devotional that I've read every day for a year. And so I write my name and the year that I read it. So I wrote 2019, Jessica Stahlbaum. And then I write 2020 and I give it to a friend and I write their name in it so they can use it. And then hopefully they'll use it all year and then they can write 2021 and someone that they want to give it to too. So I did that with both of my devotions. That's cool. This year, yeah. So That's cool, awesome. cool new little tradition. Second favorite gift was my pink golf bag. That oh you got me. yes, you're welcome. Although uh, <laughs> it caused me a lot of pain the other day. Aww. I was I was raging angry. I, I know. I had a bad golf outing. That's okay though. There's <laughs> there's always tomorrow. <laughs> There's always another day to golf, especially in Florida. Pretty yeah. much golf like any day. What about day. you? Any any favorites from Christmas, favorite memories or anything? Um, I really loved the morning of Christmas. We have a new puppy, or he's a dog now, I guess he's a year. And so we didn't put the tree or the gifts as I wrap them. I usually put them under the tree because we're not like a big hide the presents Santa thing. So we're like, we bought you these presents. These are from us. I'm okay if you see them under the tree. And so we, I just wrapped them and I put them in there like throughout the month of December. But this time I didn't have time to wrap anything early. And so we pretty much wrapped like crazy people, the, the 
two days or two or three days before Christmas and we kept all our stuff in our room. And then that morning before everyone woke up, because our kids are a little older now and they sleep in a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. We, You and I carried all the stuff down the stairs and put it under the tree. And I don't know. It's just fun. It was nice. Yeah. So that's that's my thing. So anyway, we're in uh, Luke 4. To get on board with Morning Breath, you can check out our website at eccc.us, or you can get our podcast, or you can call our church offices at 321-452-1060, or also our YouTube page, East Coast Christian Center. And you can find out anything you want to about Morning Breath. It's just a radio show that we do. We take one chapter of the Bible, we read it together, and discuss it. Uh, You want to tell the few things that we have coming up this week? couple announcements. Yeah, we've got Wednesday Night Live. It's this Wednesday. You're going to hear a message uh, from Pastor Dan from his new book, Preparing Positioning, Positioning for, for breakthrough. breakthrough, which is great, by the way. Yeah. And uh, really, I've, I actually got several things. I'm like, I'm going to work on that. Um, we're going to get that uh, taken care of. Yeah. And then we've got um, new classes from our East Coast University. We had 100 students this last uh, awesome. semester. So really encourage you to, if you want to go to Bible college, go to East Coast University, check us out on our app or online, eccc.us. Or uh, we've got prayer that's next week. Yep. Next week, starting Monday thir- the 13th, we're going to meet at our Parkway Merritt Island uh, Worship Center, and we're going to start prayer 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Yeah. So come anytime between 6 and 7 a.m. If you can't make it till 6.30, fine. If yep. You, you know, we'll be here at 6 a.m. Monday through Friday. Great mm-hmm. time to start. Great way to start the year out. Mm-hmm. So that's also starting our devotions on the 13th, which Morning Breath will switch over to using the 21 day devotions, which you can find on our app at the East Coast app, and you can follow along and do devotions with us for 21 days. You could fast with us. We're going to be fasting various things. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a little bit more on that. Uh, People, I'll be doing probably a three-day fast to start it, and that'll start on the 12th, actually, at 630. Mm -hmm. And I'll fast for three days, and then we're going to go to a 21-day fast, so another 18 days of fasting. Many of us fast, we call it a Daniel fast. Mm Mm-hmm. Daniel fast is what Daniel did in the Bible when he fasted meats and sweets, the king's delicacies, and he would not defile himself from, you know, meat uh, sacrificed to idols and those type of things. So we basically follow the fast that Daniel does. Uh, Some will do other fasts. I would encourage you to fast something. You know, some people might say, well, I'm going to fast cigarettes or I'm going to fast social media. I'm going to fast alcohol or I'm going to fast something that you sh- you you should say like eh well I should put that lay that down at least for 21 days I, that's something that you know wherever you at wherever you find yourself at um we're going to we need you to pray and seek the lord but the good news is we'll all be doing it together now yeah. we won't be fasting the same things necessarily but you might be fasting television or you know I don't know fast movies or whatever there's all sorts of great things that you can decide to fast fast vaping I don't know like what <laughs> Whatever, anything. Whatever, right? Whatever you got going that you're like, maybe I should stop doing this. And uh, check that out. Do that with us. We'll be starting on the 12th. We'll be doing 21 days of fasting from the the, uh, 13th on. That's right. So we're in Luke chapter 4. I'm going to read through verse 22. Perfect. I must say to you, read, Jessica. Now Jesus, full of and in perfect communication with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. And when they ended, he was hungry. Then the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to turn into bread. Jesus replied to him, It is written and forever remains written, Man shall not live by bread alone. 
Then he led Jesus up to a high mountain and displayed before him all the kingdoms of the inhabited earth and their magnificence in the twinkling of an eye. And the devil said to him, I will give you all this realm and its glory, its power, its renown, because it has been handed over to me and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you worship before me, it'll be all yours. Jesus replied to him, it is written and forever remains written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then he led Jesus to Jerusalem and had him stand on the pinnacle, highest point of the temple, and said mockingly to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written and forever remains written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard and protect you, and they will lift you up on their hands so that you do not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus replied to him, It is said in Scripture, You shall not tempt the Lord your God to prove himself to you. When the devil had finished every temptation, he temporarily left him until a more opportune time. Then Jesus went back to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and the news about him spread through the entire region. And he began teaching in their synagogues and was praised and glorified and honored by all. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as was his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, the Messiah, because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to announce, release, pardon, forgiveness to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, downtrodden, bruised, crushed by tragedy, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the favor of God abound greatly. Then he rolled up the scroll, having stopped in the middle of the verse, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down to teach. And the eyes of all those in the synagogue were attentively fixed on him. He began speaking to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing and in your presence. And as he continued on, they all were speaking well of him, and were in awe, and were wondering about the words of grace which were coming from his lips. And they were saying, Is this not Joseph's son? He said to them, You will surely say this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. Then he said, Assuredly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you that you, I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was great famine throughout all the land. But to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet. And none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. So all those in all so all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath, and rose up and thrust him out of the city. And they led him to the brow of the hill on which their city was built, that they might throw him down over the cliff. Then passing through the midst of them, he went away. He went his way. Then he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbaths. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with authority. Now in the synagogue there was a man who had a spirit of unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone! What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet, and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him, uh, in their midst, it came out of him and did not hurt him. Then they were all amazed and spoke among themselves, saying, What a word this is, for with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And the report about him went out into every place in the surrounding region. Now he arose from the synagogue and entered Simon's house. But Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever, and they made request of him concerning her. So he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her, and immediately she rose and served them. When the sun was setting, 
All those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he had laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many crying out and saying, You are the Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuking them did not allow them to speak, for they knew that he was the Christ. Now when it was day, he departed and went into a deserted place. And the crowd sought him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities, because for this purpose I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogue of Galilee. Amen. Luke chapter 4. I really like this part about Jesus rebuking the fever in Simon's mother-in-law. Our daughter had a fever for five days right after Christmas, and I thought of this verse, and I just continually rebuked the fever in Jesus' name, and she is healed. <laughs> Praise God, but that really definitely stood out to me. What about you? Um, well, let's see. I'm going to pull up my uh, my Bible app, which is what I was reading this morning, and uh, a few things stood out to me. The first thing in verse 1, uh, Jesus was led through this process by the Spirit. Like, he wasn't led through all of these things in his own strength. Yeah. And uh, he was led into these temptations by the Spirit. Then the then it says that he was actually led into his ministry after this. Like he, in verse 14, when Jesus turned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, right? Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, it says he was filled with the Holy Spirit, verse 4, verse 1. And then he was tempted by the devil. And I just thought about temptation. I thought about our uh, ability to to do things like ministry and anointing and our calling and being good parents and and the temptations are our failures that we succumb to and uh, our successes are are following in the ministry or following in the calling or being a good dad or a good mom or a good boss or whatever those type of things that God would have planned for us. And I thought what links all that together and what makes it possible, because sometimes it feels impossible. Sometimes I sit and I go, I... I just don't know if I've got it in me. I don't know if I can do it. Like I look at the task at hand sometimes and I just have this sense like, I don't know if I can do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm capable, if if God made me to do this. I, I just sometimes I feel like a complete like failure and just like, I can't, I don't know, I, you know, whatever. And I sit there and then I read this and I see that Jesus didn't even do this in his own strength. Mm-hmm. He did this by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I felt that that was just very encouraging to me um, that, that I need to be led by the Spirit and I need to remember and recognize and call upon the Holy Spirit, call upon God when I don't feel like I can do it. Mm-hmm. And when you might feel tempted or you might feel, you know, drawn away, the Bible says that you're tempted when you're drawn away by your own desires, right? When you feel that drawing, that's when we need to call on the power of God and and not try to walk it out in our own strength. And I think that leads us down so many different areas of our life. You know, when you think about areas that where you, you your failure, where you, you just like, I can't do it. I failed. I failed. I failed. Well, that's when it's time to call upon the power of God mm-hmm. in that situation and say, God, I, I need your Holy Spirit. I need your strength. You know, Jesus stood up and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Right. Yeah. And then he goes on, he's anointed me and anointing means um, the power to do what God has called you to do. And, and he's called to preach the gospel. He's called to heal. He's called to proclaim liberty. He's called to set people free, mm-hmm. to open the eyes of the blind. What are you called to? What has God called you to? Is the Spirit of the Lord upon you? He probably is, right? 
If he's not, you need to get saved, follow the Lord, get all that taken care of. Mm -hmm. But if you are a believer, you know, maybe it's just the fact that you're not relying on him and you've just been walking in your own mode and your own strength and your own ways. So that's that's what stood out to me. Yeah, that goes along with my first thought as well. In verse two, it says uh, for 40 days, he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days. And when they ended, he was hungry. And so this just reminds me that Jesus was human. He was God, fully God, but also fully man. And so he was not operating in fully God on the earth. He was operating the power of the Holy Spirit because he was human and he had to depend not on his human strength, but on the power of the Holy Spirit. So he went 40 days without eating. He was tempted on top of it. So he was also super stressed. And it just reminds me that Jesus can relate to relate to us and that he also intercedes for us. There's nothing we're experiencing that he has not experienced. And it reminds me of this verse that I love in Hebrews, and it's Hebrews 4.15. It says, For we do not have a high priest, which is talking about Jesus, who is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations, but one who has been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels to be human in every respect as we are, yet without committing any sin. And then verse 16, it says, Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with confidence and without fear, so that we may receive mercy. And it just reminds me that anything that I am dealing with, any stress that I'm experiencing, Jesus gets it and he is beckoning me. He's beckoning all of us to come to the throne of grace because that's where we'll, where we will receive mercy. And our Christmas Eve message, the, really the message of Christmas that we wanted to get across to everyone was that grace is where it's at, that Jesus' grace is for everyone but that we must approach the throne of grace without fear and that mercy and that grace, that unmerited favor will be ours. It's ours for the taking. It's ours to receive. It's already been paid for and everything. So I just thought the new year, it's the new year. There's no better time to than now to approach the throne of grace and, That's good. and let Jesus lavish you with his love. He sees you and he gets you. That's really good. You know, um, one of the verses in here has meant so much to me and it's, such a like a Passover verse like you I wouldn't I didn't really think much about it I, mm-hmm. I thought I read this verse in the past and I'm like that's different I don't understand what that is like and it's verse 30 when Jesus is about to get stoned and killed um, he then passing through the midst of them he went his way mm. it's like okay so breaking this down Jesus gets up and reads the verse of the day the teaching of the day which was determined by the priests from Jerusalem, because most likely in this area, in Nazareth, they didn't have a full-time priest. They didn't mm-hmm. have uh, someone that could do this these things. So this was a reading of the day. Um, this was kind of like the verse-by-verse, line-by-line teaching that Jesus did the one time he did that in the Bible. It just happened to be all about him. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, so the one time recorded that he did that is, is right here. And um, they get really upset because he's like, look. This has been fulfilled in your presence. I am the Messiah. Yeah. You know, like basically like drop, what? Like the biggest drop the mic moment exactly. ever. <laughs> and so they get really mad and they drag him out of the city. And now Jesus escapes at the very end. Okay. And let's let's look at when Jesus escapes. So they bring him to the the bow or the brow of the hill mm-hmm. on which their city was built. Okay. Which is like a balcony, basically. Like, and I've actually visited this area. And imagine on the edge of the city where um, it's this big precipice that, like, you can see in all directions. Like, they've dragged you out 
to the balcony. They've dragged you out to the point of the city that's high in the air. And they're going to, and this is where they throw people off and stone them to death and mm-hmm. kill them. Okay. And so this is a place where they've done this before. This is a place where people are punished. It's a place to kind of designed and set up for that. Um, it's perfect for that rather. It wasn't designed for that. It was perfect for that. And Jesus walks with them through the city, through the alleyways, by the houses, by all the great places. Now, if you're going to escape, um, you know, and you've been trained to escape, you're going to wait till a crowd comes and you're going to run through the crowd. You've all watched TV. You you know about these things. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're going to run through the crowd. You're going to go down an alleyway. You're going to hop over a camel or whatever Jesus would have done. <laughs> you're going to, you know, you're going to find a place to hide and run in the chaos. Mm-hmm. But Jesus waits until it's impossible to escape. Wow. He waits until he's literally surrounded by cliffs on all sides. And in that moment of impossibility, He's like, goodbye, and walks right through them, which is supernatural, Mm -hmm. totally supernatural. And um, I love that. I love how – and you wouldn't even – unless you've been there or really, really think about this or know what the brow of the city is, it would be really hard to recognize this. But what this means to me is that even when I feel surrounded, um, God can help me escape. Even when I feel like it's impossible, Mm -hmm. uh, God's there with me, even though I'm surrounded – my enemies, nope, I'm surrounded by God. Yeah. And he'll help me walk through all of this stuff and through all of this nonsense. And it's a really hopeful scripture to me. It's it's a scripture that breathes life into a sense of hopelessness or a sense of I don't know how this will be possible. Yep. With all things, God, excuse me, with Jesus, all things are in, are possible. That's what right. seems impossible is not with Christ. And so if you need some encouragement today, if you're going through a tough, tough, tough time or you're like, I'm not sure how this is going to happen. Know that you're following the one that did the impossible. Mm-hmm. He died on the cross, rose from the dead. Even just this little act of escaping at the last second when it would have been so much easier. It's like he did this on purpose. Yeah, He waited till it was a miracle. He could have done this in the alleys. He could have escaped through people. We'd always sit here saying, yeah, Jesus probably used some you know, a little covert tactic or whatever, waited for distraction. You know, people could say this was impossible. Nope. He waited until it was impossible. And I'm telling you, if you feel like it's impossible, trust the Holy Spirit, trust God. He's got answers. He's got a miracle Yeah, waiting for you. That's really good out of that one tiny little verse that's so easy to just to gloss over and to move on through. And I think a way, another way that you can battle, another way that can give you hope is to see also, to model yourself after what Jesus did. So going back to the very beginning when he was still in the desert being tempted by the <laughs> devil, it says that he answered every accusation, everything from the enemy, he answered it with scripture. And you have to do that. You have to know the word. You have to be persistent in your answer of scripture, um, in your answer to Jesus, or in your answer to the enemy, when he is accusing you, when he is telling you there is no hope, there is no um, way that you can get out of this, you've done this, maybe you've even done put yourself in a bad situation, maybe you've backed yourself into a corner, um, you answer that with scripture and say, no, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Uh, there is no, the weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. All of those things, you have to know the word. And that is one reason why we, we love doing morning breath, why we love reading the word together. Um, why I love hearing your perspective on this because I'm seeing things that I did not see before. So I just love that the reminder that you can answer 
uh, the enemy. You can answer your doubts. You can answer your fears and your hopelessness and all that with scripture. But to do that, you need to know scripture. Yeah. And so you need to get in the word. And again, the new year, start now. Start with us, with Morning Breath, just listening, and then you dive in on your own. So we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we will be back finishing up Luke chapter 4. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. We offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531, Barfield Contracting. Treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, The Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Morning Breath. Breath. All right, welcome back to Morning Breath, your drive time devotion, sure to jumpstart your day. We're in Luke chapter 4. We're going to end with this verse, but, verse 43, excuse me. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, because for this purpose I have been sent. And I love that line of this purpose I have been sent. Um, Jesus, through this, we mentioned he was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was able to overcome temptation by the word of God, which you mentioned just a few minutes ago. And so it's by the spirit and by the word. And then by the spirit, he goes into uh, his anointing and he goes in healing and all of these things. And and then by the spirit of God, he passes through uh, the the crowds and doesn't get killed. And he does all these amazing miracles. And then he's like, I've got to go on. And they're like, no, stay, come on. He's like, no, for this purpose, Mm -hmm. I've been sent. And he was preaching 
he was preaching the gospel. He's preaching God, preaching yep. him himself, right? He was preaching uh, the word of God to people. And I love the idea that we've got to do what we've been made to do. What is our purpose in life? Discovering our purpose is a journey. It's It comes through the spirit of God. It comes through the word of God. It comes through prayer. It comes ultimately through following Jesus Christ. You'll find your purpose in him. You want to explode your purpose this year. Do it by the power of Christ. Follow him. Discover him. That's right. And we are actually, you and I are going to be on tomorrow. So we will see you tomorrow, Tuesday. We'll be doing Luke 5. So we will see you guys then. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.